I would then go back and forth with my main sponsors from Comex, but also business as well, to test whether they could feel embarked on this new narrative and on this new vision, and whether they'd be happy by working with us. Hello, and welcome to the CVC Unplugged podcast from GCV. I'm Fernando Moncada. Today, we're bringing you something of a portrait of a young CVC unit in the process of a turnaround, right? In something of a rebuild for those sports fans in the audience. Soprasteria Ventures, the CVC unit of French IT giant Soprasteria, has been around for half a decade, but after a few years, the investment program wasn't really yielding any tangible results, right? The, The structure was not quite there. The strategy was not quite in line with what the corporate leadership wanted. And the focus was too skewed towards M&A rather than venture capital itself. A change was needed, in short. And to that end, around a year ago, Software Stereo brought in my guest today, Suchit Shea, to switch things up a bit and set the unit on a new direction. Turning things around, though, is obviously no walk in the park. You need to conceive of an alternate route, convince your higher-ups of your vision, smooth over relationships with existing founders when need be, and then, of course, execute on all of it. In this conversation, Shay told me about how he sees the process of bringing corporate leadership on board as akin to a product adoption curve, right? You have your early adopters, eventual critical mass, and of course, your latecomers or detractors. We talked about how he used extensive direct feedback from existing portfolio companies to improve relationships between them, the unit, and the corporate. We also talked about the new course that the unit is being set on with a much more VC-focused approach and a top-down and bottom-up approach to evaluating investments, as well as the process of building momentum for the unit and the importance of seeking out as much information and advice as possible from your peers when you're starting out. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to CVC Unplugged, and above all, enjoy the show. Suchit, how are you? Thanks for joining. Yes, hello. Thank you for uh, having me. Oh, of course. And then you're in, you're in Paris right now, right? Yes, yes. You, you're you're now the head of of Sarprosteria Ventures, and and you joined last year. Uh, could, t- tell me a bit about where you were before that. What what what's kind of, what was your kind of journey to to get to where you are and and into the world of VC? Yeah. So very quickly. So I've had more than, let's say, 20 years of international experience, you know, living in Europe, Asia and South America. So I've been an entrepreneur and uh, working also as a corporate executive. So I was an operator at uh, at uh, UK uh, Unicorn. I was also an ex-founder of, of a clean tech and then a digital corporate executive within a, a, a well-known uh, French investment bank, which was actually the, the world's second most active investors. And today, well, that, that's how I got to actually join Soprasteria as a head of the, the corporate venture. Yeah, and that was that was BPI France you were with before, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, sure. And when what attracted you to, to venture capital itself, to investing in startups? Well, I've had my journey, you know, as an entrepreneur. And then afterwards, you know, I went into impact by creating my own my own company. And then further on, you know, it's it's whether you, you know, I get to understand, you know, from an entrepreneur side of view and whether I was maybe the best at it. I might not have been the best at it, though, you know, I've raised, uh, you know, capital of millions of funds and 
and you know been operating a unicorn but when you when you know that you're not the best and one of the other thing is how can i help and support other uh, founders within uh, within an industry that could actually be much better than i am oh that is that not selling yourself short a little bit i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure you're not you're not that bad so just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely but that that uh, would call say it's a uh, it's a it's a bit of narrative but it's how much can i have in terms of impact maximum impact it's about supporting many uh, many entrepreneurs and founders as you know as, as 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 i can as opposed to having one project onto which you know i might have a limited impact so that's the main motive and main reason well i think you have a pretty good platform to do that from right now right because software stereo is obviously a, a very large company that's been around for for many decades but but maybe just for for the listeners who might not be that familiar with it give us a bit of background on what the company does yeah, so Suprasteria is an independent French company. So it's one of the largest tech players in Europe with more than 5 billion in revenues and 50,000 employees, more than 30 countries. So basically more than also throughout 50 years of experience of uh, existence. So our company is actually recognized by largest clients, you know, from private and public sectors, from three main businesses, consulting, digital services and software development. And actually, we currently focus, you know, on client technological transformations in, in industries such as finance, aerospace, defense and security, and of course, public services, you know, by actually bringing them end-to-end technological solutions. And so Suprasteria has got well-known in terms of market recognition on subjects such as cloud, data and AI, cybersecurity, software engineering, and sustainability. So... That's what is actually what is you know Suprasteria and what we do. Yeah, and you know Suprasteria Ventures as a unit has been around for for a few years now, right? I think is it is it 2019 when it was formally launched? Yeah, that's correct. And um, so 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 basically the the the, the venture unit, so Suprasteria Venture unit was just two people <laughs> reporting to to Comex members, and and it was about. You know, it's all started by opportunistic investment in an equity and actually being asked to enter into a fintech and cybersecurity fund as an LP. So it wasn't really thought out through, but the main idea was to actually get exposed to the innovation ecosystem through startups and, and get exposure to market trends. And, and so the venture unit was mainly led by corporate development. And to this day, I mean, it, it is from balance sheet. So it's not a fund as a fund as per se. Right. And, and you know, since it was first launched, it made a few investments. But, but then you were brought in, I think, ju- just under a year ago, around, around 10 months ago, I, I, I believe. Because, you know, speaking frankly, I, I, I think it's the case that some changes were needed at the unit, right? And that was kind of recognized by the corporate leadership that, that something, to put it one way, had, had to change a bit. The, the approach that had been originally taken, you know, was perhaps not quite yielding the results that that they were looking for, right? So the decision was made, shall we say, to to reboot the unit, and and that's where you came in. Is that a fair summary of of, of what happened? That that's uh, that's uh, I would say like a fair summary. Although you know, I would not call that let's say a reboot, but an expansion of which needed you know a switch of in terms of strategy and an improvement to what has been done in the past. So taking this solid foundation and be able to to expand that. To, to frame a bit, you know, the journey, you know, this, so the, the Suprasteria venture has gone in. It was about, you know, 
paused you know, this first investment into, into funds. Basically, from 2018 to 2021, the venture unit kept on investing as LP into other funds to get exposed to, to other thematics such as deep tech, quantum fund, e-commerce retail fund. So by the end of 2022, we had seven participations among which we had five thematic funds and two, uh, you know, first fintech investment in, in equity. So as you mentioned, in terms of, I wouldn't say, okay, so reboot, but it, to expand that. So I came on board in 2023 to accelerate synergies between startups and the group and expand our reach by implementing new strategy, governance, and process, which of course, you know, by 2023, so last year, we, it has led, you know, to seven new participations. So to to just to summarize, let's say that the first five years were a very good le- learning session for us, and uh, you know bringing down solid foundations. However, it was found you know from a high level perspective that there was a purpose disalignment between top management strategy expectation, so that's where about the group should be in the next two to five years, and actually current business needs and demands. So which is actually making the money in the next year or so. We had also, you know, the innovation strategy was a bit headless with no tangible results. There was, you know, blur of view between open innovation, partnership and investments. And then from an operational perspective. So we believe or the group believe that we did not really benefit from business synergies with portfolio companies from the fund. And if we dig into that, that's the cost of synergies were high. So we could only work with a couple of startups among the full portfolio. The startups was already already quite mature and therefore already working with potential competitors. So let's say that was too late. And and as well, you know, the process in place were more MA than ventures. And we would actually need to change the DNA by by getting people with an entrepreneurial and a VC and a corporate business experience, you know, on board. Where do you think that initial misalignment came from in, in the first place? Clearly, the, the corporate leadership thought, well, this is perhaps too far removed from our core strategically, so we have to make a change. But what was it that set the strategy off track to begin with? Was it related to investments being made in, in an ad hoc nature without a formal structure? Yes, that, that's, I believe that's correct. I mean, what would a top management, at least mind, you know, would actually expect from a strategic point of view is, where are we in the next two to five years? We are supposed to be actually, from a strategy point of view, being you know the north star or where we're heading, you know, to create further uh, revenues and to be sure to be in the sweet spot for the next between two to five years. So, in terms of not only brand and and also you know in terms of where we should be, there's a disalignment with business where actually you would actually tend, you know, to, to make money now, which is you're going to work, you know, with not innovations, but mostly big companies, alliances, you know, mature startups. And, and, and so there's a disalignment when you're going to show them a company that would, let's say, maybe in AI, which is not relevant now because we are going to ask in terms of use cases, what do they do? How much do you know, have, uh, how, how much do you know have, have they made? Do they have logos of our companies? And this something like this you can't show. So it was very hard to align. We want to be innovative, but we actually can't work with them from, from a business perspective. So that was, for me, what was uh, quite painful in, into, the, into um, what brought, I'd say, the, the pain. 
You mentioned the the previously M&A focused approach rather than a VC focused one. And, and those are obviously very different ways to invest with very different goals. You know, one seeks minority uh, positions, the other one, you know, presumably seeks eventual control, right? So was there a disalignment in the goals themselves as well as the strategy? Maybe, but it, it wasn't. Um, so corporate development, as we know, you know, it's uh, it has two components. One is M&A for, you know, the now business, which is geographical expansion or new types of, I would say, features <laughs> in terms of expansions. And then you'd have the venture, which is much more a complement on the two to five years. Let's say that the, the first block, which was the DNA of the company, did that great because the Soprasteria is a, an agglomeration you know, of company that has successfully been bought and then integrated over the years. So at, you know, when something is successful, you tend to replicate you tend to replicate the processes. But then when you start working with innovations and, and uh, you need to be a bit faster in the time that, you know, in terms of founders, the games is not about trying to tie down a company, but much more, how are we going to work together, you know, over a long time and strike, you know, partnerships. So it's not a one-off deal. It's, a, it's an ongoing conversation with uh, innovation, shall we say, or the, the, the collaboration with it with startup partners. So yes, in terms of DNA, it, it it was definitely different. And as you know, you know, if you don't if you don't get to partner or invest with a with a startup, I mean if you come back a year later, which is okay in MA, it's absolutely not okay with a startup founder who might just just fail. <laughs> I mean a, a year is an eternity for a startup. So a lot happens in a year. It is. It is. So t- tell me then about the new approach you're taking then. W- w- what does your new thesis look like? Yeah. So for, for, for me or for us, you know, with my, with, with my co-heads, basically it was very necessary to realign the group strategy and business operation by redesigning the vision, the purpose of why we're doing this and, and actually the, the investment thesis, which is only the execution of what we wanted. So we redesigned it, or let's say, you know, just as saying, instead of just investing in early stage, we want to invest in turn in stage to capture strategy partnerships. But then, so that was investor CVC 1.0 to a CVC 2.0, which actually it, we, we not only invest, but we also generate strategy partnerships for the group. And we have a value prop of actually scaling, you know, of being a scaler of, uh, of startups. So the first realignment was about this, the, the, you know, the purpose, the vision and the mission and then how actually we were going to, to, to do that. And by this mean, of course, we need to implement new governance and VC-like process. So in terms of investments, you know, uh, and, and we managed to, 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 to modify, you know, the, so the investment process by bringing businesses early on the relationships so that there's something, you know, tangible from, from starts. It was also about bringing clarity with, you know, OKRs, so objectives and key results, and goals links to business. It was also about proposing a new way of working of how to create synergies better between our investments, partnerships, and our business, which is about creating a CVC platform. And uh, how, you know, would we support more our startups, you know, to, to scale, technologically speaking, so that our business can propose them to their clients after a 12 uh, 14 month program. Well, what are your what are your focus areas at the moment? 
So, so the, the the focusing on uh, you know on the on the moment. So we currently invest into uh, European tech startups, whatever. So SaaS, AI, VR, cyber, B two B for financial, HR, prop tech, aerospace, defense, security, and and you know we 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 use funds for exploratory purposes such as sustainability or uh, space. And then afterwards, you know, it's uh, it's about we are now working as well, you know, on our client need or future client need or prospective client need so on what's coming ahead so we are now working you know trying to get close to startups within uh, deep tech meaning quantum cybersecurity ai companies and um, sustainable uh, sustainability uh, so let's say how to decarbonize airline uh, supply chain for instance support our clients it uh, decarbonation and you you didn't waste much time, did you? When you when you came on to start investing, right? I think in the past year or or since you've been there, has it been seven investments that you've made into into startups? Yes. So so from 2018 till 2022, so the group had made uh, seven seven investments, and by 2023, so I came on in March. So yes, we we finalized uh, seven. Uh, seven investments uh, throughout the year. So that's that doubled the number of participations we had, you know, under a year. And, you know, which basically it was done on phase one of the of the CVC. Did you feel that you had to move very fast at, at first? But was there, you know, did you have to show a quick win or something? No, not, not really. Because my, my, quick, my first quick win was actually how to get business synergies out of the companies we had already invested before. But in the details of, of the, on the running operations by taking over the, the, the corporate venture, we had already two investments in the pipeline. So out of those seven, we had two. So myself, I included myself on, on, on five investments. My main idea was actually how do I support best my businesses very quickly and to find these, these values. And this is the reason why, you know, so on the, the seven investments, it helped us to to support our main activities such as aeroline such as uh, cyber security such as financial services such as hr so which is the reason why they are a bit generistic and, and scattered but that's because one startup is actually a solution a potential solution a potential offer for our clients Fair enough. And as you kind of alluded to, you know, when you first, you know, when you go into a CVC unit as, as you did, not only, you know, do you have to, or have you had to kind of come up with a new thesis and, and start executing it, but you also have to, of course, manage the portfolio that already exists, right? And, and I, I wonder what challenges you saw in managing those, and not just managing those, but also extracting some strategic value from them especially given the fact that you know maybe one of the problems before was that that was difficult to do right and, and which is why the kind of pivot needed to be done in the first place so what were the biggest challenges for you in in that aspect and how did you navigate them well that was about bringing first people on board so it's not a, about and and bringing these people on board it's about how do we build a new vision together and and so to provide some very clear feedback it took me around nine full months to create momentum, you know, while keeping, as you said, you know, the, uh, my day-to-day operations. So in terms of, uh, of investments. 
So basically, the first three months, you know, I held, I held more than 80 interviews, among which more than 25 interviews were, were done and made with CVC peers. That's enabled me, you know, to propose a new strategic memo, which would include governance strategy, the investment thesis, the recruitment, the investments process, and the business synergies process. So I got also myself included in local CVC clubs. Went to the GCV symposium, got in touch with the CVC as a service, you know, spoke with startup founders and their expectation of what a CVC, you know, what could we do as a CVC or what would we request for a CVC? So the main idea was to actually gather feedbacks and expectations from top managements and business and get quickly some do's and don'ts from other, uh, from other CVCs. And for some, of course, related to the to the same industry. So, so to 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 get the COMEX on board, I really needed to understand the purpose of the CVC and what was the strategy coming forward. And and from the business side, I needed to understand what were their daily priorities and and provide a response to island both. So I, I traveled to countries to meet operations, uh, get a sense of what were the main priorities were and and whether it would actually fit. And, and, and then going forward, you know, from three to six months, I would draft my first assumptions and roadmap based on what the feedbacks had been, you know, from top management, business and, and other CVC peers, and actually propose solutions from what had been done, you know, through other CVCs. I would then go back and forth with my main sponsors from Comex, but also business as well, to test whether they could feel, they could feel embarked on this new narrative and on this new vision and whether they'd be happy by working with us. So I would keep on meeting other people, you know, from CVCs or so exchanging of, you know, our thoughts. And finally, <laughs> so from six to nine months, because I said nine months, you know, to create the momentum. Once the vision and the roadmap had been validated internally by COMEX general management, you know, we, uh, you know, I started, you know, to work on budget to execute and, and actually get validated. And what was very strong for us was that at the end of these nine months, we had a, an organization and governance note made by the COMEX to the group stating that the corporate venture was alive. So we definitely got real existence after nine months. And so it took me lots of energy, as you, as you, you, you can understand, going through the global process of actually trying to set up a new vision and new passion and getting validated and getting the roadmap done and getting also, you know, running operations uh, of, the, of the CVC on, the, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and, and certainly getting buy-in from, from the comics is one thing, and, and I want to come back to that. But how is your, 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 how did, and when I say your, I mean, I mean, Software Stereo Ventures as a unit, the approach to portfolio management with the existing companies kind of change after you came in, and how did the founders respond to that? Yeah, so that's a, that's a question. So out of the, of the out of the, um, let's say, portfolio founders, you know, which we were, you know, close in, in connection with, we actually had three, three, three founders on which we were quite close and on which we are trying to really create synergies. And when we say create synergies, it's about creating partnership agreement with them. It's about, it's about being able to create 
common office, you know, with the startup, us, and uh, to, you know, to, to, to our clients. And the past investments that were actually were made in 2023, so we started co-designing roadmap as soon you know, as we started investing. So we started animating, animating a way on how are we going to foresee our future together for the next 12 to 14 months so that incrementally we'd learn to, to work together. We, we can spend, you know, what, what can we actually do together? So in terms of co-designing, in terms of uh, events, in terms of marketing, in terms of technological uh, maturity. So all those subjects, you know, we, we started on two or three other um, on founders with founders on working with that. And, and to, be, to be frank, when I arrived at my job, my first question as entrepreneur was, I, I requested them to provide me with a rating, an NPS, so for Soprasteria Venture and for Soprasteria. So I had double notes. And as you can understand, on the Soprasteria Venture, it was quite okay in terms of relationship. On the Soprasteria business side, uh, the, the grade, the score was a, a bit lower. So then my aim is actually how do I increase you know, this, this grade so that we can start you know, to, to form something more of a partnership with a startup than just being... I would, the, the word isn't bossy, but <laughs> it's, uh, yes, it's uh, to be more uh, less uh, controlling, I'd say. Hi, everyone. Sorry to butt into the middle of the episode. I, I just wanted to chime in quickly to remind you that GCV's annual Global Corporate Venturing and Innovation Summit is fast approaching. Taking place between the 12th and the 14th of March at the Hyatt Regency Resort in sunny Monterey, California, the GCVI Summit is the largest gathering of CVC leaders anywhere in the world. And I'm very happy to say that listeners of this show can enjoy discounts of 10% off your ticket price with the code CVCU10. That's CVCU10 to get 10% off your ticket price when you register to attend the summit. It'll be, as it is every year, you know, a, a real who's who of the corporate venture capital world, right? With, with an incredible lineup of speakers, endless networking and, and professional development opportunities with the sharpest and most experienced minds in the business. And of course, the California sun. So use the code CVC10 for 10% off your tickets to the world's premier corporate VC gathering. Now, back to the show. How was the kind of transition, as you alluded to earlier, away from an M&A mentality to a more VC one? Was it, was it a very noticeable one from the founder's point of view? Yes. Uh, yes, in the sense that we, so when I came on, that was March 2023, my first task was actually speaking with them. And by the end of the year, I'd said, okay, how much would you rate your, your relationship to Soprasteria Venture and Soprasteria Group prior to, to, to 2023? So they give a grade. And now last year, 2023, end of the year, Rick asked the same questions. And we are finding improvements. Well, that's good. <laughs> so th that, that's good. Hopefully that's good and that, that's tangible. Uh, it's not perfect, but we are getting there. Well, hopefully we're getting there. And, and what was it about the relationship with Soprasteria itself that, that had it a bit lower than with Soprasteria Ventures? Was it that there was not enough interaction or that the interaction that they had was, was insufficient to what they were kind of expecting? Both. So both. Is, so it's neither one or another. It's actually both. The, the thing with 
the group, and it's large group, it's not only Soprasteria, but to, to work with startups, you, you need a, a, a certain DNA. So first of all, which isn't, most of the time you'd find, you know, some business people that has 30, 40 years in the industry, and they'll be, or they could be felt as very patronizing. This is the way that you do this. I know my market. You're very small. And do you know that? So that, that, that speech, first of all, is, is, you know, coming from business to a startup founder who's trying to do its best is, 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 um, so is first a bit off in terms of DNA. Second thing is some of business people, you know, were not entrepreneurs. So the decisions that would be advising to startup companies might be also a bit off. Third point is alignment. When you invest and you're from business and let's say you're making 30 to 40% of the new contracts earned by the startup, you can pressurize you know, the startup and the founders and say, okay, that's your priority. But from an, in, from an entrepreneur perspective, that might derail you from your own product roadmap. Okay? So then there might be a divergence of what actual business people need to what the founder need. So yes, the, we, we find that both in terms of, let's say, mindset, in terms of process. And when I say process, startups are looking, of course, to get money and clients, right? <laughs> that, that, that's the objective. So when a company which has invested into you and then after six months or a year or maybe two years haven't been able to present you to business opportunities, then, of course, there there's tends to be impatience and the, there's a bit of, uh, of friction. So, so then a challenge for you then is improving that kind of bilateral relationship, right? How, how, how do you do that? So, so the, the, way, the way to do that is started, you know, to, to get animating on a monthly basis startups with, with business people and being like a facilitator and intermediary of this relationship. So every month, you know, we'd ask like a, like a scrum master would do, you know, in any team is actually animating on, okay, Let's co-design. Let's work on what we can work, what we can achieve. Let's create a roadmap together so that the startup does not have false expectations for what's going to happen or what the, the business can, you know, can actually provide them instantly. The business can actually communicate that you know, prior being able to present them to, to clients, there are certain steps in terms of maturity, in terms of presentability of the solutions, but, uh, you know, and, and the company in itself. So once you understand and communicate that from a business perspective, what their fears are and what would enable them to present them to the clients, and it's being communicated to the founders, and then the founders knows exactly what to do and what the next steps are so that, you know, they, they, they are being engaged into this, uh, this type of um, of, uh, of uh, program or let's say positive externalities so yes so the suppressor venture intends you know with uh, through the cvc program that is going to you know to happen uh, already started let's say to facilitate and animate the relationship between business and the and the and the founders interesting and and going back to to the to the issue of 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 you know getting buy-in from from the executive committee which was one of the one of your kind of biggest challenges, I suppose, coming in, right? And and I would I would imagine that whenever you're proposing a change of this scale to 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 a part of the business, like like a venture unit, you know, there there are some people who will be supportive, and, and maybe some will be less supportive, right? What 
What, what will have been the, the kind of biggest question marks from, from those who might have been a bit more skeptical? Have we, have we done that before? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that? Right. Why are we still in that? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the, these three questions are, of course, again, you know, on the vision and the purpose. Why are we doing that? So, of course, you would have some people that, that you know, have natural background of, let's, you know, visionary background of, we need to get forward. We need strategy and we need to have a North Pole you know, to being able to provide us, you know, with some some direction and support the group into that direction. I, I feel it, it's like um, any comics or general management per se. It's, it's like your personas. <laughs> what do they respond to? And then afterwards, it's going to be, you know, on the engagement curve. Um, I, I take it as a, as a product. So you've got the early adapters, you've got the in the middle, and then you've got the late the late maturities. So, so it's just about taking the early adopters in, and with results, convince you know the major part of that. Which, hopefully, I believe that now you know we've reached a bit that stage. And of course, we've we will have some detractors. But from these detractors, what we are working on actually is not saying it's coming from a why are we still doing this place too? Okay, it seems that there are, you know, there are good benefits of, the, of doing that. I'm not going, you know, to support that crazily, but it does bring something. Yeah, I think that's a fascinating way to look at it. The, the kind of, you know, executive committee as a product lifecycle type. How, that, that, that third question you asked, you know, what, why are we still in that? I think it's probably the more, the most important one, right? Because one might imagine if, if things aren't going right, then one option, maybe the easiest option, is just to to get rid of it, right? So, so how how do you kind of avoid that way of thinking? Well, it's 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 always the same thing. Is when when we say why are we doing that? Is why aren't we? It's always the same question, you know. As being an entrepreneur, lots of people will tell you. I mean, major people will tell you. Uh, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing that because you know it's not our thing. It's uh, but okay. So the nose you already have them. That's fine. Let's work on the why are we doing this? And and if you get enough support from you know visionary people that understand that there's a yes, there's an opportunity, has to work with them. So that that's my as related to you know, to the product you know, adopters or early adopters, you work on the why, on the positive whys and not the no's because the no's, you already have them. Right. What do the reporting lines look like for, for you guys, by the way? Okay. So I, I report directly to the, to the vice uh, chairman of the group, who is also the president of the, the software business units and uh, he's, uh, the, also the head of the strategy of the group. Right. And th- so th- does that make it easier to get to that? Yes. Relative to maybe if, if, you know, cause, cause a lot of CVCs perhaps would not report to, to the finance director or something like that. And, and that has, you know, um, you know, some, some other challenges. Would, would you say that the current reported lines have made it easier for you? Yes. And to be fair, it's, um, it was a condition upon my coming because I had lots of do's and don'ts of why CVC fail. One thing was actually governance. So I wanted to make sure B 
before I came, you know, that I would actually have a, a reporting line that would benefit, you know, that would benefit the Soprastia ventures in terms of activities. That makes sense. And, and what stages are you looking to invest at? Are, are we talking seed, Series A, Series B type range? Yes, yes. We are early stage investors, you know, between seed and, and round A. Right. Okay. And what, are you are you at liberty to, to to speak to the kind of ticket sizes that you're looking for? Yeah, we are. We 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 can invest anything from let's say 100k till uh, 1.5 million. You know, in terms of equities, more for funds, right? For exploratory reasons, right? Now that you have more strategic alignment, and you know, you've already begun executing on on the thesis that that you guys have formulated since since you came in. What what do your KPIs look like? Well, what are the the goals that you're trying to achieve, and and how do you kind of show that you've delivered something? Yes. So so basically, so so one of the visions that we had actually was uh, I created uh, objectives, and out of those objectives, of course, you know, key results or OKRs. Basically, so I took the the, the took the, the tech terms into the into the the, the VC. Right. Um, so I defined three main objectives. So one was actually to increase the brand awareness, you know, internally and externally, to be able to increase the flow. So that two objectives. So second objective, we support company transformation by sending qualified startups for partnerships and or investment. And three, to create what? So maximum synergies with the group. So the, the key results to do that, you know, to reach these obje- objectives, what we're proposed of is about having clear uh, key results. So such as number of partnerships sent to business, amount of total contract value made between the portfolios companies and the group, but also number of pilots that we could make between startup clients and the group, number of collaborations, uh, number of logos ticked on you, uh, but as well, you know, number of contacts and, and countries reached. Are there KPIs in, in terms of the portfolio companies themselves, like maybe some kind of financial return or, or some milestone that you'd want them to hit? Yes, definitely. So I'm, I'm having, a, let's say, a ratio with the startup. So prior to investing, I'd say that when we invest one, other, I'd actually have a look to to have a, a strategic return, not only a financial return, but a strategic return of three to five times uh, what we've invested. Interesting. And is there, is there a time scale for when you'd want to see those? Yes, between three to five years. Again, that's strategic. And that was what was proposed in terms of business and top management to get the buy-ins. Zooming out a bit then, if if I'm uh, 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 someone someone who was in your position a year ago, right, going into a new CVC unit that that perhaps needs a bit of a turnaround, hasn't been doing that well, or or, or hasn't been achieving the results that it really wanted, well, what advice would you give in terms of the first steps to make? What would you prioritize, and how would you kind of execute to in, in the most efficient way? The most efficient way, I would actually, you know, do what an entrepreneur do. So it's it's about do not hesitate to reach out to other peers, you know, who have been in the same situation as you are. So try to understand very quickly why is it not working, why is it not functioning, and if it isn't, do I have some other peers that do understand where you're coming from, understand your pains, and where they're able to you know to to solve that. Second thing is again, you know, being able to speak to top down and bottom up in the same time. 
the, the main idea is not to stay, you know, in the ivory tower and, and talk about strategy and say, okay, yes, on the slide, it looks well, but on the ground, it, it's, it doesn't look so well. So it, it's about getting close to business and, and company transformation, you know, is, is at this cost. One thing that's very clear as well is it needs to be very tangible with a clear roadmap and KPI. What I tend to find is that messy conceptual big box words, you know, such as, you know, innovations, uh, ecosystem, you know, it will get no one on board. It comes down to, are you able, you know, to have a slight effect on the strategic course of the company? Have you been able to support your company in achieving its mission? If if the response is no, I mean you know what's wrong, and and so. But if you know you're going on the road, right path, so if so, how and how can I better that? So so for me, it's it's really about getting out and trying, you know, to to reach out to people to get a sense of where you are, being able, you know, to reach out internally to bottom up and and you know top down and bottom up, so that you can get close and. And get feedbacks out of them and say what's not being happening and, and not trying you know, to have a bias in terms of I want to actually do what I want to do and then you know, confirmation bias. So if something's wrong, if business tells you something's wrong, then there's something wrong. If top down tells you there's something wrong, then there's something wrong. And it's just about having that fine line of alignment. So find that alignment. And then once you find you know, that alignment, get a clear roadmap and your own KPI on which you know, top-down and bottom-up will buy in. Right. And for, for the benefit of any you know, founders and, and startups that, that, that are listening right now, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? And then when they pitch you, what is it that you want to hear from them? So it's very simple. We've got one email, <laughs> which is uh, ventures.corp at com, And they can, they can actually send you know, their deck or even, you know, some partnerships and uh, demand, and we'll be able, you know, to respond within, within let's say, a week. When they say a week, it's that's one of our operation uh, bonus we want, and that's in the end, we want to answer to all founders that comes in. There's no silence, it's not a response, and that's written into our code. So... So they can send us, you know, uh, so they can send us their decks and the, or their demand for, you know, partnerships, and we'll support and help them to navigate into into the group. And what we, if for startup founders, I mean, if they want, you know, investment from us, that actually would need to fit. Uh, you know, we would need to very quickly have some information, such as, you know, the ticket size, the ticket size, the geography, the main verticals that they are in supportive on and and that's it that's it perfect anything that they should avoid doing cocky being hyper cocky is uh yes what we, we what we tend to like are founders who are you know visionary but pragmatic as well we don't like people you know who boast too much we like doers right N- not instead of talkers yeah instead of uh, instead of uh, talkers i'll be bought in you know if you know i find that there's tangibility in what in what they say and in any case the proof is actually market right if they've got market fit if they've got a product if they've got clients who are happy about their product it talks for them you know i I don't need to be i don't need to be told you know i'm the best no your client needs to tell me that you're the best 
Fair enough. And, 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 you know, you, there, there's no point coming in and, and saying that my product will, will solve all the problems in the world, right? Just you know, be, be good at one or two things and, and, and that's good. Yes, that definitely, definitely. And, 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 and please no, no, no bullshit about, you know, yeah, sustainability impact. And, and I am from impact by design. So I, I, you know, you can tell whether there's greenwashing, sustainability washing, and you know that vision that we improve the world of uh, X by X. And now it's just, you know, very, very consistent on what you do. Be very clear on, okay, you've got a vision, good, but today, what is it? You don't need to make extra buzzwords, you know, to make it work. Right. Finally, you know, for 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 corporates, what is it that they can do? perhaps more of or, or maybe a better job of to, to help their CVCs and, and the portfolio companies? Yeah, so to maybe to hold more events with us, being able to be you know, to, to propose us much more synergies, our partnership synergies, also you know, introduce uh, us to, to, to their clients. Maybe being more able to be into their content, so, so that we or, or create, you know, co-create much more. That that's uh, some more synergies. Perfect. Well, well, on that note, Suchet, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining me today, and it's been a pleasure. And, and I look forward to seeing what you guys do next. Definitely. And thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. Cheers. That was it for this week, folks. Thanks for joining as ever. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. I have been Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from Inner Production. Go check out his work today at innerproduction.com. We'll be back again next week as ever. Until then, have a good one. Peace.